0: Uh, UFC Vegas 36 coming our way on Saturday evening. Don't forget, this one is one for the UK fans. It's actually going to be on at uh, UK time. I think the prelims start at 7, main card starts at 9. So, if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're returning... Welcome back. Basically, this is the Burt Locker, Fights in 15. I will have a look at the card, and there's a few uh, bits and pieces where I think there's an underdog that has a chance of coming in, and what I like to do is slam down some absolutely terrible bets. I do not recommend following the bets because I have yet one accumulator One accumulator was only one out, though, to be fair. But... In any event, it's just to add a little bit of flavour, a little bit of fun. I'll do a little bit of a breakdown for the fights there. There may be some fights that are flying under the radar. It might give you a little bit of insight into who's fighting and what their background is. And uh, I'll try and wrap that up in about 15 minutes or less. Hence, it's called the Burt Locker Fights in 15. So, let's start off with the middleweight division. Now, we've got Dalcha Lungiambula versus Marc-Andre Now. I'm gonna call uh, uh, Lungiambula Douccia for the purposes of this breakdown because it is uh, far easier. Basically this guy, he's, he's someone I've, I've had my eye on for, an, for a while to be fair because he was a long-time champ in South Africa, double champ actually, uh, light, white, light heavyweight and heavyweight. And he had a decent debut, uh, light heavyweight, against Daquan Townsend and then he got derailed somewhat by uh, Mahamed Ankhalayev but we all know who, now, nah, we all know how good and Kalev is. So there is no shame in that one really. If you haven't seen that, it's, it was a wicked front kick and then punches. So uh, if you've got Fight Pass, go back and give that a little watch. It is it is, it is a pretty good one. Uh, then he made his debut at middleweight versus Marcus Perez. It wasn't the best fight in the world, but Doucher did get the decision. Now, considering that cardio has always been an issue for the big man, it was interesting that he managed to come out top of a three-round decision. Maybe it speaks to him managing his gas tank a little better, because because Because, man, the guy's a monster. I don't know how he even makes middleweight. The guy is just muscle on top of muscle. He is an absolute uh, specimen. Really is. And uh, Barry Holt, he had a rough start to his UFC career with three straight losses and then a win overturned because of a doping violation. And he has now come back in 2021 in March, I believe. And he did get the TKO over his opponent, Abu Azatir. I think it was. So, for me... I like Doucher in this one because he is coming in as as an underdog. And I think he does have a slight reach advantage in this one. And he is just an impressive, explosive fighter. Like, he, he really is. He's... When he's on form, he's really spectacular to watch. So for that reason, as he's coming in as an underdog, uh, I am going to go... I would go for a decision here uh, because, as we saw, he manages his gas tank slightly better and I would note that Barriot has never been finished, so it could speak to this going for a three-round decision. Now, for the three-round decision... in favour of uh, Doucher is plus four, which is three to one in English. Now, I want to cover off the knockout there as well, because like I said, Doucher is explosive as hell. Uh, he and He can more than he's more than capable of knocking anybody's head off. So I'm going to go with the double chance here because you're getting better than even money, which is so the knockout TKO or decision 2.50 or 3, two point five zero or one point one and a half three to three to whatever you want to call it is uh, a terrible bet. Anyway, so uh, that's what I'm going for. Uh, Double chance KO, TKO decision in favour of Deltzer. Then we have got the debut, long-awaited debut, of one Mr Paddy Pimlet. And he is going to be taking on Luigi Vandramini, 155 pounds. Now, I thought that there would be more on the UFC website about Paddy, for shame. This guy has been on the radar for quite some time. I know he's been been in Cage Warriors, which, which is a feeder promotion really. But I mean, the dude, he has been spoken about quite a lot. And especially in the UK, like everyone everyone who watches mixed martial arts avidly in the UK knows who the fuck Paddy Pimlet is, right? So the fact on the website, they haven't even got a picture of him and his reach is zero and his leg reaches zero, it's kind of like, Come on, guys! What are you doing? This guy, because Paddy Pimlet has the kind of personality to really do some good things in the UFC, and I feel like they've, you know, they could have gotten on there a little bit earlier, like not having a, a profile picture for. Paddy Pimble, it just seems a little bit odd. Anyway, Paddy is extremely good. He is extremely good. He used to struggle with his striking, but his striking has gotten better. Uh, but, you know, his grappling used to more than make up for his striking. He, he, he does like to grapple. He's very, very good at it as well. He got to black belt. So... Paddy, he's not going to be standing up, for the most part, I don't think, in this fight. Although he will have a slight reach advantage, even though they haven't got the, the the reach on there. But he is the taller man. And just judging from his frame, he's quite a long, lanky kind of fighter. He should, in theory, have the reach, I would have thought. Now, at the end of the day, uh, in the UFC, like Luigi, he's pretty handy. Like, not gonna, like, He's... He hasn't been great in the UFC, he's lost 2 out of 3 and his win was a pretty nice head kick though, so Paddy's going to have to be careful of that. And Paddy, like I said, he's the taller man, but, like I said, looking at it, I, I think that the, the edge in striking may well go to Vandramini, which poses a problem because Vandramini is also a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt in his own right. So, it's kind of a question, will, he ha- will Paddy have the grappling advantage? We don't actually know that for sure. So this is actually a pretty tough matchup that they've given Paddy for his debut, in my opinion. Now, I am pretty torn on this one, right? Because obviously my heart goes with Paddy. That's without question. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm very patriotic in that regard. He is an English fighter. He's someone that I've been watching in Cage Warriors for some time, and I just think he's a great character. I think I'm hoping that he does well because he could really bring some fire, some some personality to the UFC, and you know represent the country. I just think it'll be fun which is why I'm regretfully betting on his opponent. Because, now the only reason I'm doing this is because Paddy is the heavy favourite. But on paper, this one is closer than that, right? You're getting value on there just because everybody is betting on Paddy Pimlet because of the hype that's going along with him, right? So at least this way, you know, if my bet comes off, you know i've got a bit of money but hopefully paddy will win and i'll be happier with that if i'm totally honest now i'm by no means saying that paddy isn't going to win this one he's more than capable what i'm saying is the betting lines have skewed it so you're getting some value on his opponent there and you've got to take that value because looking at it the knockout submission double chance for luigi is 3.25 that's like 2.25 to 1. so I don't think he outpoints Paddy Pimler over three rounds. Paddy's kind of, in in my head, he's going to be longer and he's going to be able to kind of, you know, at least outstrike him in that regard. But I I just, and and Luigi is a finisher. He's a dangerous finisher. He has finished all nine of his wins in in MMA, right? So, yeah, I'm taking the knockout TKO submission double chance uh, for Luigi, which is 3.25. And uh, yeah, terrible bet. I'm betting on Luigi Van Dremany, and my heart is very much going with Paddy Pimlet, and that's all I'm going to say on that one. I'm really excited for that fight, though. Make sure you tune in to that one. Then we have got Mustestas Bakowskis versus Khalil Roundtree. And now this one is my pick of the week. And also, I would like to just point out that it's like I take the uh, the odds there, like the, the odds on the pictures to, I, I just cut them straight out of the Skybet uh, logo, because it's just easier. But Skybet have uh, spelled Roundtree Tree wrong on this when it's round tree, not round tree. It's Khalil Round Tree. Come on, Skybet. Be better. Come on. So anyway, where is the round tree that beat the guitar out of Eric Anders? Like I think it was like 2019. He looked fantastic in that fight, but since then, you know, he got he's, he looked half asleep in his last fight and he got knocked out by Labor. But Labor is, you know, he's a very powerful fighter, so there's no shame in that. And Prach- and Prach- and Prachnio. He's really good himself, so there's no shame in dropping to a decision there. But two losses in a row. Is Khalil's back in... Is he backed into a corner? I mean, Bukowskis is in the same position. He's also coming off two losses. Now, Bukowskis is a very, very good kickboxer, but I feel like that could play into what Khalil Roundtree likes to do. Khalil Roundtree is also a very good kickboxer. We saw that against Eric Anders, and obviously he knocked out Gokan Saki as well. And I would say that overall... Uh, You know, Khalil Roundtree has fought the better competition out of the two fighters, I really think that. So Bukowskis is a heavy favourite here, but I think... Honestly, I think UFC experience is key in this one. Bukowskis has 3 fights in the UFC and 1 win. Whereas Khalil Roundtree has 10 fights in the UFC, only 4 wins, but that is 3 more wins against UFC level competition than Bukowskis has had. Now, I really like Bukowskis. He's very very flashy, you know, very crisp kickboxer, but Khalil Roundtree is capable of decimating people, especially with leg kicks, and he does have a reach advantage with the with the legs. His leg reach is longer than Bukowskis, So, if he can get back to to those leg kicks I think he can take this one, and he is coming in as an underdog. 2.20, just better than evens, for the win. Now, I'm taking that because it was only plus three on the on the knockout, which is not good enough value for me. So I'm taking Khalil Roundtree for the win outright, and I think that is my pick of the week because, you know, I, I feel like on paper, uh, actually, stylistically, this one could favour him. But you know what? Anything can happen. And I've been wrong plenty. So, yeah, we're, I'm looking forward to that, though. It's good to see both of them back. Then we have got Tom... Aspinall against Sergey Spivak. That Spivak with a C, not a K. Come on, Sky Bear. Be better. In my notes, I spelt "come on" with a K, just for just for effect, because. Yeah, terrible, terrible, come on man but yeah, uh, Big Tom is back now, Big Tom Aspinall is legit, he's one of the best heavyweight prospects uh, that the UK have had in the heavyweight division uh, since kind of Ian Freeman, I guess I mean, it's, uh, I call him Big Tom for a reason, he is six foot five, and he is every bit a heavyweight, he is on a tear as well, 3 UFC fights, 3 wins, 3 finishes, the last time out he choked out Andrei Arlovsky so most people get a decision over Andrei Arlovsky, he managed to finish him, which was fantastic now Sergei Spivak is no slouch himself Uh, You know He's been in the UFC for a while now Six fights, four wins, two losses He is very good Arguably as good as anybody that Aspinall has faced Up to this point Now usually this is where I bet against Aspinall Because he's such a heavy favourite And I'm a huge fan of his So I kind of I I do sometimes make a habit Betting against the people that I like Because that way If they win I'm happy And if they lose I've got a bit of money to kind of ease my pain You know But I don't see this going any other way than a finish for Aspinall. Aspinall is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and he can grab submissions. The plus six on the submission is very tempting, but I want to be on the safe side here for my accumulator because I don't want to go for that submission and have it be a knockout, and that's the only thing that kind of puts my my accumulator away. So I'm going for the double chance, knockout TKO slash submission, 1.62. Terrible odds, really terrible odds, but it's pretty likely to happen. So I'm more than happy to bang that on my bet slip. And then we've got the main event, the main event of the evening, Darren Till versus Derek Brunson. It's been a while since we've seen Darren Till. It's always fun to see him in the octagon, but I'm just going to say it. As much as it pains me, I do not like this matchup for Till. I really don't. At the end of the day, look, he was killing himself going down to welterweight, but let's not sugarcoat this. Who has Till looked really good against, really dominant against in the UFC. What, Cowboy Cerrone? Outside of that and his debut against Wendell de Oliveira, I know what you... I know, who the fuck is that? Yeah, I don't know either, right? But since then, it's been a very close decision with Thompson, a, a loss to Woodley, loss to Masvidal, split decision at middleweight versus Gastelum, uh, really close, but he did get the win, so fair play, but it was razor close, and then a unanimous decision loss to, to Rob Whittaker. Now... <laughs> Look, that, he's got to start getting some wins. Come on, man. Now, strength of schedule does have to be considered here. It does. Because since the move to middleweight, he's fought Kelvin Gastelum and Robert Whittaker, both of which I rate above Brunson. Here's the rub, though. Look, while Till was able to knock out people at welterweight, it was because he was huge at welterweight. At middleweight, he's not, he hasn't got that size advantage. He just doesn't have it. And we haven't seen that knockout power at middleweight as well. the power just doesn't seem to have transferred Until until I start seeing that I can't say that it's still there I'll tell you who does have power though at middleweight Derek Brunson Derek Brunson has one shot knockout power at middleweight we've seen it Brunson's taller he's thicker he has a reach and he's got the power I would say that Darren Till is likely quicker. Maybe he's the better technical striker. His footwork might be a little bit better. He might be able to be a little bit more elusive. But he's going to have to be elusive because he's going to have to avoid those shots from Brunson like his life depends on it. Well, his career might, you know, because it start getting more losses and, and all of a sudden, you know, but he's st- the thing is, Till's very marketable. So I don't think his job's anywhere near on the line, but he needs to start getting wins if he wants to start challenging for the title. And look, I hope I am wrong here because I'm a huge Darren Till fan, massive Darren Till fan, but I cannot bet on him as a favourite in this fight because honestly, I'm not convinced that he should be. The Brunson knockout, you know, it's just... I, I like it. You know, at the end of the day, what the way I could see this going, Darren Till has got to make sure he doesn't get backed up against the fence. If he gets backed up against the fence... I think he's going to get knocked out. The problem is the fact that Brunson can wrestle and he can at least threaten with the wrestling. I can kind of see the fight going that going that way. It's in the smaller octagon as well, so join you know mean? There's going to be less room for Darren Till to move around. That favors the power puncher in Derek Brunson. So that's what I'm going for. Derek Brunson by knockout is plus four. That's three to one in English. And you know what? I, I'm putting that on my bet slip, hoping that I'm wrong. I really do hope that I'm wrong. I hope that we see Darren Till return to kind of the form that we kind of know that he is a talented guy and that he can... i'm hoping that he can get the win so yeah my my money is going on brunson by knockout because honestly i could see that happening but i am hoping against hope that darren Till can find a way to beat brunson but either way it's good no the the jeopardy is killing me do you know what i mean so it's going to make it exciting to watch and so you've got the five fold on that one it's all the bets that i put on just there so you've got uh uh, da- Doucher by double chance knockout or decision and you have got uh, Luigi Vandramini to as the double chance knockout or submission and you've got Khalil Roundtree just to win you've got Tom Aspinall for the knockout submission and then of course you've got Derek Brunson for the straight knockout that is 115.50 so 114.50 2-1. That is a terrible bet. That is absolutely awful. And you know what? I really hope some of those legs on that bet are awful because there's a few British fighters that I have picked against, which I, you know, which I am gonna be cheering on, make no mistake. But it's gonna be a really fun night. Remember, UK fans, that it's gonna be on at normal time. So 7 o'clock prelims, 9 o'clock main card, I believe. But either way, check your local listings. But it is gonna be on in the evening at a reasonable time. I'll be doing a wrap-up of all these bets either Tuesday or Wednesday day of next week. So until then, keep those odds long and those bets terrible.